0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: No. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to ToonCast episode 76. We recorded episode 76. Uh, when we record that, Kevin? Tuesday night? Oh, god! How
0: are you going to ask me questions like that? Yeah, that sounds yeah, good.
1: Yeah, we, we recorded this Tuesday night, and... At the time, we thought everything was copacetic and cool and and everything else, and uh, we recorded this, I believe it was Tuesday the, the 12th of October, and since then, news has come down the pipe that Ms. Barbara Billingsley has passed away, the voice of Nanny has passed away, ladies and gentlemen, so... It's very, very sad, so please forgive this episode of Tooncast because we recorded it before this news came down the pipe, and according to BehindTheVoiceActors.com, the actors who some believe to have personified the quintessential TV mom has died. Barbara Billingsley, star of Leave it to Beaver, passed away early this morning at the age of 94. The exact cause of death is not known. She had been in poor health for some time. Um,
0: So that would have been, just in case, you know, that doesn't coincide with the release date. We're talking about uh, the morning of October 16th. Right.
1: And this episode will be released um, uh, on the 20th, so... um,
0: so, just basically when we're talking about voice actors and we and we mentioned Barbara villainsley, just keep in keep in mind that we didn't know this information yet, yeah. I mean, we didn't say anything bad, we didn't say anything no, bad. yeah, we we only said good things about her, but we probably talked about her like as in the present, right,
1: yeah uh, like I said at the time that we recorded the episode because we normally record these episodes a few weeks before they're actually released, we didn't know. Or, I don't think anybody knew i mean yes it does say that she's in family health but I don't think any like just ge- generic people like us knew that she was going to pass away and this news just came down the pipe so um so rest in peace barbara Billingsley and you know prayers go out to her family and and everything else and I guess now you can listen to on tunecast episode 76 Muppet babies
2: this is The Brain and you're listening to the Geekcast Radio Network. Yes. <music> Everything all right in here? Yes. Sir.
1: Welcome to the 76th episode of ToonCast, brought to you by the GeekCast Radio Network. I am your host, JFG. I'm Mike, and joining me is Optimus Solo. Hello, sir.
0: Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty good.
1: Yes, and today we are going to be talking about the Muppet Babies. Yay! Is that your best Kermit impression? No, no, not at all. I,
0: I don't have a Kermit impression.
1: <laughs> kind of sounded like him.
0: <laughs> well, I'll run with it then. Yes, it was.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: What have you been up to? Uh let's see. I just got done yesterday watching a million shows on The Hub. Um, so now, I don't know. I'm trying to recover, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's see. What have I done in- recently that has been interesting? Um, not a whole lot. Added a couple more shows at BTVA. Um, didn't I was pretty lazy today. I'll admit. <laughs> uh-huh. So I haven't done a whole lot. Uh-huh.
1: That, that's not like an every other day occurrence. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: some days are more productive than others.
1: Yeah, that's the truth. All right, so I guess I, I haven't been up to too much either. Uh, we are actually recording episode seventy six within like. A day and a half of recording 75 so there's really not that much to talk about um <laughs> same old same old so let's get into the history lesson for Muppet Babies
0: all then Jim Henson's Muppet Babies sometimes simply referred to as Muppet Babies is an American animated television series that aired from September 15th 1984 to November 2nd 1991 on CBS it was spun off from a dream sequence in the movie The Muppets Take Manhattan, which was released two months earlier, where Miss Piggy imagined what it would be like if she and Kermit the Frog had grown up together. Uh, the show portrayed childhood versions of the Muppets living together in a large nursery in the care, in the care of a human um, woman who was simply referred to as Nanny. Um, the whereabouts of the parents of the Muppet babies were never addressed. Nanny appears in almost every episode, but viewers never see her face. Um, Only the baby's view of her pink skirt as well as her distinctive green and white striped socks. Muppet Babies was produced by the Jim Henson Company, obviously, and Marvel Productions. Uh, The rights are now held by Disney ABC Domestic Television. Although the episodes were 30 minutes, including commercials, it was typically shown in 60 or even 90 minute blocks during the peak of its popularity. Um, outside of the U.S., the show was distributed by Walt Disney Television Animation, and there were a hundred and seven total episodes produced over the seven-year um, series run. So, uh, what do
1: you remember about the Muppet Babies? This show is just awesome. This is <laughs> this is one of the like kid version shows. Like, there's, and, and we'll talk about this later. But there's several different quote-unquote younger version shows, like pup named Scooby-Doo, Flintstones Kids. Right. I don't think they ever did Jetson's kids. I, no. I don't. I don't think George and Judy as and kids would really work.
0: But they did a whole lot
1: of other ones. Yeah.
0: Um. Scooby Doo, or you said a pup named Scooby Doo. Yeah, I did. There. I think the Archies.
1: Yeah. The, the new Archies.
0: Yeah. There was this I mean, that was a. That was kind of the, the recurring theme, especially from Hanna Barbera,
1: mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, this one was awesome because it's kid versions of the Muppets, and
0: yeah. This is probably one of the best kid version of a cartoon type thing that we've ever had.
1: And I mean, it's I, it's very true to the characters too. Although I don't remember, um, I don't remember. It's not I remember Scooter. What's his sister's name? Skeeter. Skeeter. I don't remember her in the actual Muppets movies or show. That's
0: because she wasn't there. No. Mm-hmm. We'll get there in a second. <laughs> but, uh yeah, I have very, very fond and strong memories of the Muppet Babies. Um, my sister and I watched this all the time. Um, this is one of our favorites. Um, we always tuned into this. It was just fun. I liked the mixture of the animated stuff with the references to... Um, live-action movies uh, like Star Wars or whatever they, you know, Indiana Jones, the different things that they referenced. And I thought it was cool that they actually had the actual footage of um, from those movies in in the cartoon, and it made it very cool.
1: Yep. It's actually very surprising that they were able to get away with that. Of course, they well, bought the rights to it.
0: Yeah, there has been some issues uh, in direct, or kind of some Bad side effects from that, which we'll get to towards the end. But yeah. uh, but I, I just thought it was definitely cool as a kid. There there was some moments where I didn't understand the references because they were from things that I didn't ever – I hadn't seen. They were more stuff that maybe adults would have picked up on the references. And as a kid, I remember a couple times being like, what was that? <laughs> but, but it wasn't enough to take away from the just the just coolness of the Muppet Babies. And I was a big Jim Henson fan. I loved – um, Sesame street. I love the Muppet show. I loved all the Muppet movies. I remember watching those as a family. Um, and so, so I, I was a big
1: fan of this. Yeah. This show was very, very cool. Yeah.
0: I, I've never, I've never actually tried to finalize like a, a top 10, Cartoons of the '80s list. Even though I've all I've thought about it often, every time I've ever started to think about that, though Muppet Babies has been in my first rough draft of top ten '80s cartoons.
1: Oh yeah, so and see that's the problem though. You you can't do <laughs> honestly. Oh, I will one day. No, well, just, let me finish. Damn it! You can't do. What I was gonna genres. say was. <laughs>
0: I know you too well.
1: No, what I was gonna say was the okay. '80s. Majority of the eighties stuff like music and TV shows and cartoons and like all the good stuff about the eighties, minus the parachute pants. Um You can't do top ten lists for that. You have to do like top fifty, top one hundred. <laughs> Seriously. Because there's so much good stuff about it.
0: Yeah. I'll narrow it down to ten. It'll be hard, but I'll do it.
1: Talk about being an IGN replacement crew.
0: Exactly, but, uh, but mine will make sense.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, just, just uh, you know, it should be noted, though. I mean, we have done a lot of, we've done 76 um, episodes. Exactly. <laughs> um, not all of them, obviously, were uh, oh, specific man, cartoon series and whatnot. But we've done so many cartoon series, and, you know, not many of them last for, you know, more than five years. And this one lasted for seven Mm-hmm. You could almost say it lasted for eight if you count the beginning and ending years and and whatnot but uh so this one this one had a long lifespan and that by in you know by itself separates it from about eighty to ninety percent of other cartoons ever yep because most cartoons do not last seven or eight years
1: very true well, there is one exception, but that's a very overt exception.
0: Yeah. I mean no, there are a few exceptions. There's a there's a dozen or so exceptions, but
1: Well there's one major one that I can think of that's actually coming up on the schedule. Okay. Simpsons.
0: Well, that doesn't count.
1: Yes it does. Shut up. <laughs> anyway. You Simpsons hater. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> adult it is more it is more um common with the with the primetime more adult cartoons than it is with the the it kid the first cartoons, first. obviously. But either way, I mean, if you were an 80s child, you watched this at some point because it was on basically during the entire decade. Mm-hmm. Minus the first couple of years. So you were, everybody has, everybody that grew up or was born in the 80s was exposed to this at some point. Unless you lived in a cave.
1: Yeah, no, no caves here. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess getting into the characters and voice actors here. Uh, of course, the series stars Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Animal, Scooter, Skeeter, Ralph, the Dog, and Gonzo as the main Muppets. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and Beaker make regular appearances, as did Camilla in the form of Gonzo's stuffed baby chicken. In the final two seasons, uh, Bean Bunny and Statler and Waldorf began making regular appearances. Wow i I need to see episodes of Stad, young Stadler and Waldorf. holy crap, I never saw those i don't well,
0: they don't really look young young they just look a little bit younger. <laughs> <laughs> they still have white and gray hair so no. <laughs>
1: It's just wow
0: <laughs> and then uh several Muppets made guest appearances, including uh Janice and Kermit's nephew Robin the Frog mm. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: we'll
0: see here. <laughs> this, this gets into your Skeeter-Scooter thing. Oh, mm, God. <laughs> Muppet, Muppet Baby. Muppet, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The Muppet Baby character Skeeter, which is Scooter's twin sister, only appeared in this series and was never a live-action Muppet. Uh, this was done because the producers wanted another female character added to the cast. Um, despite this, Skeeter was always voiced by a male actor. Skeeter was never made as a real puppet or Muppet. Um, she was made for and only seen in the animated version. All other Muppet babies had a Muppet counterpart in the Muppet show. Mm-hmm. So they wanted another female to offset Miss Piggy, which I don't blame them. I'm just surprised that after this, they didn't that she didn't appear in a Muppet movie, movie or a Muppet mm-hmm. show somehow. That just kind of surprises me. I'm not surprised that it was a maid that they introduced this character for the cartoon specifically, but I'm surprised that then that character didn't show up later. But either way, I guess it's fair to have two females characters. (laughs)
1: I like this. A live-action version of all the characters except Skeeter also appeared in A Muppet Family Christmas in the form of a home movie which the adult Muppets watched during the Christmas party. The segment was cut out out of the home video releases because the rights to Santa Claus is Coming to Town could not be obtained.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: (laughs) Why didn't they just talk to Bruce Springsteen? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, before we get into the actual voice cast, just looking back at the characters we've mentioned, not thinking about Muppets or the Muppet show, but just in Muppet Babies, did you have certain characters that you liked or certain characters that you disliked?
1: I've never really been a fan of Gonzo. Really? Uh, yeah, he's okay, but he's annoying at best. Hmm. Um, I've always liked Kermit. Yeah. I've always liked Fozzie. And I've always mm. liked Rolf. So,
0: okay.
1: I, I guess those would be my three. Um, Miss Piggy, when she isn't stalking Kermit,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and trust me, I can say that. And, and, I, and I don't mean that in a bad way because I mean it obviously. Yeah. But. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just I didn't. I, I've never really cared for Miss Piggy or, or Gonzo in in any form. I, I mean, I like some of the stuff that they did, like when they're their actual Muppet stuff. But even in this, they're okay, but they're they're not favorite characters of mine.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree with the Kermit and the Fozzie part. I I mean, everybody likes Kermit. I mean, I don't know how someone could not like Kermit. Yeah, um, I've always liked. Like you said, Fozzie and Rolf. I actually like Gonzo to a point. Not as much as I like those other characters, but I do like him. Um, Miss Piggy is easily my least favorite. I hate Miss Piggy. I've always hated Miss Piggy in all forms of anything. Um, In this show, I also did not like Scooter or Skeeter. Um, They just didn't do anything for me.
1: The problem that I have with Scooter is that... They make him to be some sort of science nerd or computer nerd. And in the actual, I don't know about the movies, but, I mean, because I've seen the movies, but just in the actual Muppet show, he was obviously Kermit's stagehand. He was, you know, the producer, not really the producer, but he was the, you know, the gopher guy. Mm -hmm. He would get everything set up and everything else. And in the movies, for the most part, he would do the same thing. He would get everything set up or find accommodations for him. Like, I, I think it's... Is it Great Muppet Caper, where they're, like...
0: Great Muppet Caper, he's at the hotel where they stay. No,
1: yeah, I know, but th- there's one movie where they have to, like, hide out in, in bus lockers. And it's like a quarter per per hour per day or something or other. Okay. I don't know, it, it, might, it might have been um, Muppet State Manhattan, I'm not sure.
0: Okay. Yeah, the Scooter usually plays a pretty small role in the movies. Yeah. But yeah, I just I just don't care for Scooter or Skeeter. I, oh, another one of my favorites is I've always been a huge fan of Beaker. I love Beaker. <laughs> I love his voice. I love his mannerisms. Uh, he's just a cool character to me.
1: What voice? All he does is say me 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 me. I
0: know, but he does it in a cool way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Animal. I love Animal. <laughs> I, I I really do. He um both in in Muppet form and in animated form, he is just awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's he he is cool. He, you know, he, he, he's not my favorite, but he's not, I'd have nothing against him.
1: Right. I, I think it's in the, <laughs> I think it's in the Muppet movie where they're graduating from college or something or
2: other. <laughs> and...
1: He comes up on stage or he's doing something and all of a sudden he starts chasing this woman. And he's like, woman, woman. And he starts chasing her. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's it's hard to talk about this cartoon and not talk about the actual live action stuff. It just is. That's this true. is another one of those ones where, like <laughs> ALF, the animated series, it's hard to talk about this without comparing it to the live action stuff. Yeah, And it's just hilarious. As
0: as far as, like, designs go... um as far as like comparing these to the actual muppet counterparts i think they did a pretty fantastic job of making them look almost identical to the muppets oh yeah um the one exception is and maybe i'm just saying this cuz i hate her but miss piggy looks distinctly different from the muppet form um
1: no she she kind of looks a little bit spot on but
0: I, I think she i think she looks the most different than all the other ones
1: yeah she probably does but it's not Majority of them, like Kermit, Fozzie, and Rolf specifically, and Animal, those four specifically, they basically just miniaturized them, made them younger, and put them in diapers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Piggy, I don't know what they I, – I don't really remember what they were trying to go for. there. There is a slight change, but I think she where the – ch-
0: the shorter hair and she's yeah, that's shorter and fatter and <laughs> I don't
1: know. Well, the hair is what I meant was the yeah. change. It's It's shorter hair.
0: I don't know. I just don't like her at all. <laughs> In any form.
1: Better be careful. She might come to your house and go, hi ya
0: No, I would kick her ass.
1: <laughs>
0: I will not be afraid to hit a a girl pig. Oh wow.
1: <laughs> okay then. Alright, moving on to the voice cast here.
2: <laughs>
1: Greg Berg was the voice of Baby Fozzie and Baby Scooter. Wow, Dave Coulier was the voice of Baby Animal, Baby Bunsen, and Baby Bean Bunny, and Baby Janice. from And
0: Uncle Waldorf and Uncle Styler.
1: Oh, wow. And, and Camilla occasionally from 86 to 91. Oh. Um, wow. Yeah, see, i, I got to find some young Styler and Waldorf shorts. Um, mm-hmm. Katie Lee was Baby Rolf and Mrs. Mitchell. Howie Mandel, oh my god.
0: Howie Mandel was basically Dave Coulier the first two se- the first season or so, and then Dave Coulier took over.
1: Okay, holy crap. Uh, <laughs> Lori O'Brien was Baby Piggy, and then Russie Taylor was Gonzo the Great, Robin, and Camilla occasionally, and Aunt Fanny as well. Frank Welker, surprise, surprise, is Baby Kermit, Baby Skeeter from 86 to 90, Baby Beaker, Camilla the Chief Inspector of Scotland Yard. Oh, boy. <laughs> And of course, Barbara Billingsley was nanny.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I was. I was kind of surprised. Uh, I think Dave Kali and uh, did a, and Howie Mandel sound decently alike. Yeah, uh, to the point where I mean, if you're hearing the clips back to back, you're going to be able to tell the difference. But as a kid, I did not know they switched with all those people.
2: Yeah, I didn't know either.
0: And even with uh, Baby Skeeter being Frank Welker and uh, and. Um, Howie Mandel, I didn't realize that those two had been switched either. Yep. But it's a pretty darn good voice cast.
1: Yeah, Um, really.
0: I mean, I know a lot of people hate Dave Coulier and Howie Mandel, but I thought they did pretty darn good, and I I actually like Dave Coulier.
1: I'm not a fan of Howie's, but I I love Dave. He's awesome.
0: And Greg Berg is good. Katie Lee's fantastic. Rusty Taylor's awesome. Frank Walker's a legend. I mean, this is a great freaking cast.
1: You know, I am surprised that they did not get Henson um, and Oz to do Yeah,
0: they were so freaking busy, though, at the time.
1: Well, I, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying I'm surprised that they didn't. And what really surprises me is how close.
2: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the Bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the
1: limo, and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: And I know, like, Frank Walker, he he is a mimic, but... Mm. You know, a, a lot of these voice actors nowadays, and, and even back then, were mimics. So I mean, you know, the voices came out fairly close to the yeah. To, to I the mean,
0: Frank Muppets. Frank's Kermit is is uh, you know obviously not as good as uh, Jim's, but it's it, it's a good cartoon version of it.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So, if you had to pick a favorite voice who would it be um
0: i like the fact that i mean this is this isn't exactly my favorite voice but one thing before i say that i like the fact that all guys did skeeter and that um girls did gonzo and rolf i think that was interesting um it's also interesting that frank oz always did miss piggy and all the muppet stuff but then they picked a girl to do her in this so it's always weird to to find out that guys' voices were done by girls or vice versa. Mm. Um, I'd say in this one, my favorite voice is either um, either Greg Berg's Fozzie, or possibly uh, Katie Lee's Rolf.
1: Hands down, Dave Coulier's Animal.
0: Yeah, that's cool too.
1: Hands down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I don't know if I have a least favorite voice. I'd probably have to say Miss Piggy again. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And Barb, Barbara Billingsley was pretty cool as Danny. Yeah. Great choice for that.
1: Yep. Uh Moving into the behind-the-scenes segment here, you got um, a bunch of people I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, Jim Henson uh, was on the writing staff. Uh,
0: Hank Sorian, I've heard of him. Never heard of him. Oh well, you will eventually,
1: Rich Vogel, I know him. It's very cool. Um, uh, do we wanna what kind of uh production history stuff do we wanna cover here?
0: Um, we already talked about how it kind of basically came from that uh dream fantasy sequence or whatever um, and in that sequence um there the sequence was so successful that that's why they kind of went to this mm-hmm. um other than that. Um, there was a little different animation stuff. You had Japanese toy animation for seasons one through three, um, a Korean, uh, place for some other stuff. And then obviously Marvel Productions and Sunbow productions, um, took a hand in that, but that's not too, uh, fantastically interesting.
1: No, um, you're, you're, you're mixing up the info there. Well, I'm saying the Korean uh, base A-com, that did, well, ACOM productions, uh, right did for episodes six uh, for s- episode six of season four through season eight, both of which also animated G.I. Joe and Transformers from Mark. So it was ACOM basically working on all three. Gotcha. That's what the information was there.
0: Yeah. Um, Muppet Babies proved highly popular. Obviously, we said it ran for eight seasons. Um, mm-hmm. And at the height of its popularity, it ran in two or three episode blocks. And it did take over a big section for uh, CBS, I believe is what? what we said it was Aaron on, it took up a huge block for them. So that was kind of a staple there. They didn't have to really come up with too much other programming. Um, the other only other thing I wanted to mention was basically that uh, for a brief run in the second season, it became Muppet Babies and Monsters 2. Um, mm. Some people won't remember that, but a second half hour was dedicated to a new show called Little Muppet Monsters, mm. um, which featured live-action puppets and cartoons starring the adult Muppet characters. But the program only lasted three weeks before Jim Henson pulled the plug on it. Uh, he was never a fan of the idea to begin with, but it was, I think, more of a thing where the station or, or some type of company was pushing to do it. Mm. Uh, so despite 18 episodes having been made, only I be- only three of them ever aired. <laughs> um, and then it went back to Muppet Babies, and uh, that's why it was on for 90 minutes at one point. And then they also had another canceled show that was with it at one point called The Garbage Pail Kids, for those that remember that. <laughs> So neither one of those lasted, so Muppet Babies sometimes was aired longer than uh, they intended originally.
1: <laughs> right, right. Um, Muppet Babies entered local syndication in 1989 through cluster, or cluster Television. The series ran on local stations until 1992, often affiliates of the new Fox Network. Syndication rights were sold to Nickelodeon, Nick Jr. in 1992 to 99. And Odyssey Network 99 to 2000 United States, with only 94 episodes in regular rotation in the United Kingdom, it aired reruns on Playhouse Disney UK, Disney Channel UK, and Disney Cinemagic, Um, with all 107 episodes in regular rotation. The UK it is best known from its first run on UK TV on BBC um, on Saturday mornings during Going Live at 8:15 a.m. Muppet Babies has been off the air since 2000. In reruns on Nickelodeon and Odyssey Network, the intro was truncated and the 1984 closing was replaced with the 1985 closing. Huh. (laughs) Alrighty then. Yes. (laughs) I guess we can move into the actual show here. Um...
0: Yeah, I mean, basically we said it before. I mean, the Muppet Babies are living in a large nursery, which watched over by Nanny, who's basically the only human character that we see on a regular basis. Um, and it, the show just kind of focuses on the baby's uh, imaginations. And they, they go on these adventures um, to fantastical or imaginary worlds um, or perilous situations like Indiana Jones or Star Wars type stuff. Um, And then eventually some external event would bring them out of it, like Nanny coming to see what all the ruckus was or what the noise was. And then all of a sudden they would kind of come out of their imaginary worlds and (laughs) and be back in the the nursery again. Um, So it's it's basically a great show um, that deals with a lot about kids um, finding their own ways to entertain themselves. And for, you know, I always get sick and tired of people when they say that they're bored or this or that because, you know, it's that, that old saying that, you know, you're only as bored as you make yourself. And if you can, you know, have some creativity and imagination, you can entertain yourselves. And this show was great at kind of uh, demonstrating
2: that.
1: Right. I love – this is easily the best ending of any 80s cartoon show. Basically, they end of the show, every episode um, – Uh, After the credits, the episodes would end with animals shouting out his catchphrase, go bye-bye, usually while Gonzo blasted off into the sky due to some accident he or Animal had caused.
0: (laughs) Right. That was great.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, like we said before, there was live-action film sequences were added in in unusual moments, like when the babies opened a door, a box, or a book. They were often confronted with anything from a speeding train to a spaceship. Um, Foreign landscapes in their imagination were usually photos or bits of stock footage. Um, which the babies would walk across, interacting indirectly with the film's actors. Um, Like uh, one great scene where they, I remember uh, Miss Piggy and um, somebody, Miss Piggy's dressed up like Little Red Riding Hood, and she's trying to find uh, her her grandma's house or whatever. And uh, for some reason, they like fly off to the Dagobah system to uh, find her grandma and she's like walking through and she meets up with Yoda (laughs) and like it's actually the real Yoda. So she's kind of interacting with Yoda. Although they Greg Berg dubs over the voices of, uh, of Frank Oz. And then, you know, afterwards she's like, what was that guy talking about? And kind of just like walks by and keeps (laughs) going with her thing. So, you know, stuff like that, star Wars, um, old black and white horror, monster films, ghostbusters, Indiana Jones, all those types of things are seen throughout these like live action little segments
1: right right yep
0: um and then basically the only other thing about the actual show is you know it's all from the baby's point of view so things are huge because um, they're babies so they're always looking up at things like door handles or you know counters or whatever so there's big obstacles because they're these small little critters um and that's why we also have the faces of the adults characters never shown because they are basically doing it from a, the baby's viewpoint. Right.
1: Um, the only exception was uncle Stadler and uncle Waldorf and a few of the other Muppet style adults in the fantasy worlds. Right.
0: So I just love the format that they use in this show. It kept it fresh. It kept it moving. Um, you were never bored with it because they were always going on some adventure, which was, you know, like you said, just open a door and all of a sudden there was something new and fantastical. um, to me, this show was never slow, and it was never boring.
1: Right, yeah. No, it wasn't, not at all. Um, it was very, very awesome, actually. So, moving into the music segment. Approximately 100 of the songs were co-written by Alan O'Day and Janice Lieberhard, um, with the exception of the theme song written and performed by Hank Saurian, and Rob Walsh. The song that would play as the ending credits were shown was entitled "Hank in the Box." Hank in the Box, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the series of music is obviously Hank or uh, crap. Robert J. Walsh, <laughs> Robert Irving, and Hank Sarian.
0: And the, and the music's pretty good on this. It, the Muppet mo- the Baby theme song is pretty classic. I mean, I wouldn't put it in like a top five list or anything, but it's still pretty good.
1: Yeah. And it was um, voted Top Cartoon of the Childhood Days by the Irvin Hall Newspapers Weekly Review of the Pennsylvania State University in 2007. I'm getting into the legacy. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, I I screwed that up. I'm getting into the legacy segment here, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> it was... It was also uh won four consecutive Daytime Emmys for Outstanding Animated Program, nineteen eighty five to nineteen eighty eight, and won a humanitis prize for children's animation in eighty five. So this this uh cartoon won many more awards than almost anything any other cartoon in the eighties.
1: Right. Uh in the in the moving into like the merchandise stuff in the mid eighties. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, you can't go that far. You can't skip our IGN thing for today
1: i didn't even see it
0: you are all over the place damn it get your shit together
2: shut
1: up
0: <laughs> in I, january 2009 ign named jim henson's muppet babies as 31st best in the top 100 best animated tv shows so it made it all the way up to 31 yeah i would say it should be a little bit higher than that
1: yeah and you already mentioned all the wins for the awards so well, I'm, i
0: didn't mention all of them but i'm uh,
1: not i'm not going through that whole list it won a bunch of awards and was nominated for a bunch of awards. I'm not going to a whole fucking list.
0: You just want excuses for you jumping around all out of order. Doesn't matter. Uh, I will mention the one of the awards I want to say specifically because it was to one of the voice actors. Um, Barbara Billingsley uh, got nominated for Outstanding Performer in a Children's Series um, twice in 89 and 90. So
1: that's kind of cool. Yes, it is. So getting into the merchandise here. <laughs> In the nineteen eighties, PVC Muppet Babies toys were available as prizes in McDonald's Happy Meals. Each non-articulated character came with a wheeled vehicle sometime later. Special Christmas stuffed versions of the Muppet Babies were available in Happy Meals too.
0: I definitely had a few of those, so that was I
1: remember having a few as well. <laughs> in nineteen ninety two, after the last aired Muppet Babies episode in nineteen ninety one episode book collection called the Muppet Babies was produced from a book company called Groiler, it was called the Muppet Babies Press Books. The book talked mostly about the character traits and learning for young children. It was produced and ended in 1992.
0: There's also some comic books out there for uh, Muppet Babies, but like you can tell if you're a fan of Tooncast, we don't like to talk too much about comic books.
1: Well, I mean, it's, you no, know, <laughs> it, it's nice. Like um,
0: They're out there. You can get them if you want.
1: Other short stories contained in Star Comics Digest included Madballs, Heathcliff, Care Bears, Top Dog, which apparently Muppet Babies was also in. So um, yeah. getting into the video and DVD releases, which is, there there really isn't any. But um, although not every Muppet Babies episode was released on VHS, a number of them were released between 1993 and 95. One series released on VHS called Yes, I Can included three videos, which featured two Muppet Babies episodes inside. The series focused on Robin the Frog, who asks his Uncle Kermit for assistance in different chores. As he struggled as he was struggling with such as cleaning his room or doing his homework, Kermit would lead off into a Muppet Babies episode, which told of similar situations. Sometimes he would give examples about achieving Robin's trouble. For example, in one Yes, I Can video, Robin is worried about making new friends, and Kermit tells him that sharing is an example of having good friendship, which leads directly to a Muppet Baby's episode.
0: And then we get into the reason why some of those live action segments were possibly problematic. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Basically, although the show was and still is hugely popular, there have been no plans announced of any DVD releases of Muffet Babies. One possible reason is that clips from other TV shows and movies, such as Star Trek, Star Wars, Raiders of the Lost Ark, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, were used extensively in these imagination sequences um, and scenes on the TV in the nursery, and, and thus could pose difficulties in terms of resolving possible copyright issues and rights issues and royalties and all that, so... Recently, a few episodes were made available in uncut form as bonus DVDs with Muppet Babies plush toys, but do not look for this to be on DVD anytime soon.
1: That sucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I understand why, and you, there's no way around it, you know. You can't blame all the companies that, you know. Yeah. It's all legal bullshit. But, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose they could, but they'd have to go through and find each and every person that holds the royalty to every TV show and every movie that they put a segment in, get permission from them, probably have to pay them money, and I don't know if that'll ever happen. Yeah. Uh, which, which sucks, because it's a great cartoon. It's probably one of the greatest cartoons not to be on DVD, and, besides Mask.
1: Well, Mask is on DVD. You just have to import it, that's all. Oh,
0: well, that's gay. I don't consider that on DVD.
1: <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> then, other things we want to say before we go to a break here.
0: Um. Uh. Not really. <laughs> um. <laughs> just that that sucks that it's not on DVD.
1: Agreed. Tooncast will be back after these questions. I
2: go 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 gumballs while
1: listening to Tooncast. This is Doctor Wiley, and I will destroy Mega Man while listening to Tooncast. This is Megatron, leader of the Predacons, and I'm commanding you to listen to the Beast Omnese podcast. <laughs> yes, this podcast is released
0: bi-weekly by the folks over at GeekCastRadio.com, and I want you to listen to it because it's the world's first Beast Wars And Podcast. If you don't listen to it, I will send my vehicles to remove your sparks and destroy you. So, from now on, you will listen and tune in to the beast unleashed. Or else. <laughs> Excellent. Yes.
2: Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. I see a new episode of Tooncast. Coming this week. Hi, Kevin and Mike. This is Tim calling for Tooncast uh, about Muppet Babies. I watched the show quite a bit uh, when I was growing up. It wasn't one of my favorite shows, but uh, it was on Saturday Morning Ramp for a long time. Uh, I remember that you never did see Nanny, as another one of those shows that only shows the adult legs uh, or from the waist down. But uh, I thought the three little cartoon it has a great theme song, very catchy. Um, you know, it was all about escapism, and it was really interesting how they would, uh, you know, have these fantasies and create these worlds and everything, and, and you'd be totally into the story that they created, um, but then they would come back to reality, and you would see that they, you know, were playing with uh, sticks or boxes, and the castle wasn't real. It was just a box. They pretended it was a castle, and uh very stuff like that that we did as kids anyway. So um I think the voice acting was great. Uh it was really cool seeing Muppet babies and kinda of started the whole string of, you know, cartoon babies. Um but um I think they did it the best. Alright, great show. Um looking forward to hearing this one and uh I'll talk to you soon.
1: Well back to guest. So final thoughts on Muppet babies.
0: You know, like I said before, it was one of the best kid version, kid cartoon versions that we had um, in the 80s. It was much better, in my opinion, than the Flintstones kids, Baby Looney Tunes, uh, the new Archies. Um, even, I think, better than A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Um That's for me, damn it. No, you can't compare. Muppet Babies is better than A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Oh, no, oh named, wait, hold on, hold on. A Pup Named Scooby-Doo is oh, good. Hold on,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think it's fair to compare the two.
0: You never think it's fair to compare anything.
1: Shut up. <laughs> asshat wow <Well>, um, true
2: <laughs>
0: Muppet no. Babies is better than all those A Pup name Scooby-Doo is good and I'm not saying the new Archies or Baby Looney Tunes are, or, or those are bad but Muppet Babies is by far the best kid version cartoon that came across in the 80s
1: yeah that I can say, and you can't argue with it. Yes, I can, because A Pup Named Scooby, Scooby-Doo was just as equally awesome, so... No, it was not as equally as awesome
0: as Muppet Babies. Yes, it was. That's, that's BS, and you know it. No, it's not. It's not BS. Nobody out there would say A Pup Named Scooby-Doo was as good as Muppet Babies.
1: Yeah, people probably um, would.
0: So anyways, it was the best kid version cartoon in the 80s. Um, I think it's one of the best cartoons of the 80s, um, you know... I would put it definitely in a top 10. I don't know where exactly, but I'd put it in a top 10 somewhere. I love Jim Henson. rest is, you know, rest his soul. He did so many great things for kids. And I was a huge Jim Henson fan. And this was just as good as Sesame Street and the Muppet movies and the Muppet show. So I am a huge fan. If you have not seen Muppet Babies, um, I know obviously it's not on DVD, but try to find videos of it somewhere so you can be exposed to it.
1: There are episodes on YouTube.
0: Yeah, so, you know, go to they're YouTube. Not go
1: to, the, the, they're not the best of quality. <laughs> right. There are episodes on YouTube.
0: But at least try to expose yourself to it, especially if you are a fan of Sesame Street or The Muppet Show or anything like that.
1: Exactly. Thank you for joining us here on Tooncast. Or, you so ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, visit the website, geekcastradio.com. You can comment on each episode post. Join the forums, com slash nexus. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter. The show name there is GCR and TuneCast, all one word. Mine is TF2 and Mike. What is your Twitter, sir? Boss K-Dawg. Become a fan on Facebook. Search GeekCast Radio Network. You can also search for BehindTheVoiceActors.com. Or just BehindTheVoice. See, that's the stupid thing about your old stuff. You have a fan page and a personal page. It makes no sense.
0: Well, nobody's on the one, so...
1: Well, maybe somebody should delete that page. Right. The
0: one with 600 fans has the, has the most people. Right, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Call the voicemail line. Tell us to show you're leaving a message for and your name. 502-526-5821. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tooncast and wish you'll join us next time when we'll be dragging Glade Packer into the eighth circle of hell when we reminisce on Scooby-Doo. Not it's- a pup
0: name Scooby-Doo.
1: <laughs> no, this is everything Scooby Doo before a pup named Scooby Doo came out. So, this is pretty much everything pre 1988. Um, for now, I am TFGO Mike with.
0: Uh, Optimus Solo from BehindTheVoiceActors.com and Muppet Babies is better than a pup named Scooby Doo.
1: Tooncast is not responsible for the opinions of Kevin Optimus Solo Thompson. Thank you very much. Have a good night.
2: Where are you? We got some work to
0: do now. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you?
1: We need some
0: help from you now. Come on, Scooby-Doo,
2: I see you. Pretending you got a sliver. But you're not fooling me, cause I can see. The way you shake and shiver. You know we got a mystery to solve oh, Scooby-Doo. Don't hold back.